Welcome to the Hope Hotline. Thank you so much for joining in today. We had record rate record 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 <laughs> record breaking numbers on Friday. Super happy about that. Let me fix this. Yeah, really great numbers. I think it's because of my my guest Natalie. But nobody knew about Natalie was I coming know, on, no. except for Natalie's friends. <laughs> That's true. So the problem is, is if Natalie's friends friends are the ones that brung it on Friday, we're going back down. To, no, I'm just kidding. we were our numbers were really good before. We just we, how many how many extras do you think we had on Friday? Twenty. The normal is like yeah maybe fifteen. Yeah, I was thinking ten, ten, fifteen. Yeah, that's which ain't bad. Yeah, but a great topic. Mm-hmm. So if you are needing. Uh, medical care and you don't want to go to the system, watch Friday's podcast. You can find out how to get a hold of where Natalie works and uh, hook up your hook up and, and, and get yourself set up. Um, but Friday's podcast was, I think, it's one of my favorites. But, Me too. But. Me too. Like, that's my friend. So it's know, super it's easy. it's cool that we're doing that. Like, I know. Well, I'm so thrilled that she's, like, listen, Natalie's like me. She's a, always going the opposite. She's like she's like a salmon. She's like me. We're always swimming upstream. We're going the opposite direction. We are not twigs on the river of life. We're not. I love it. We're like going up against the current, baby, and fighting every way. But you know, the sad part about that is, is once we get to our destination, it's over. <laughs> we like turn, what is it? You turn pink. Is that what the color is? I don't know. Salmon get really gross. They start falling apart <laughs> at the very end. I don't plan to go out that way, though. No, you're not. I don't plan on going out that way no. for a while. So okay. I'm super excited. Just before the podcast, my little elf, Heather, <laughs> comes in, and she's waiting for me to stop doing stuff so I can get she can have my full attention. And she informs me, we are nine away from my number that I want uh, to have. Like, I specifically prayed to the Lord, Lord, I want 500 people registered for this conference. We are at 491 people. Now, she advised that I flash you guys in order to get the numbers up higher. I, and I on the other hand, I'm not going to do that because I'll lose numbers <laughs> if I do that. So what we're going to do is, Whoever is number 500 and signs up and you're number 500, I'm going to have a special gift for you. And we'll make sure you get it Thursday night. And if you don't show up Thursday night, then I get to keep it. How about that? So number 500, whoever is number 500, they will get get a, a special prize. How's that, how's that sound? I love it. It's way better than me flashing you, people. <laughs> you might vomit. I can promise you, you're going to get yeah. sick. That's all I'm going to oh, tell you. Oh, my gosh. Hope. <laughs> or blind. It's one of the two. <laughs> you're going to be no. very violently ill no. or no. blind. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but we did our upper arms and chest exercises today. So, girls getting in shape. You are. You might not you- be. You might not be sick. In about a year. Ooh. But I'm still not going to do it. I was going to say, is that like next year's, like the 600th? The only way that's going to happen is if I go to New Orleans and I go down Bourbon Street. Okay. Ah! Run in Rome. Yeah, not going to happen either. I've already been down there. 
Yeah. And that's back in my naughty days, and oh. I still didn't do that then. So wow. it's not going to happen. Okay. I'm not doing it. Impressive. It's not going to happen. So we are at 491 for the conference. I'm so excited. What I'm really excited about is, like, I know that some people can't come for the whole entire thing. Like, my girlfriend, Pastor Clover, she's bringing 30-some-odd women to the conference Friday night. Oh my she's gosh. out of town. Last year, she came for several of the conference uh, meetings. She's out of, but she's out of town. She gets in town on Friday uh, afternoon or whatever. She's bringing thirty some odd of her ladies wow. um, to the conference. Which, listen, uh, if Jennifer, I'm not going to say your last name, Jennifer, who used to attend here. They've gone and they started attending. They're helping them because, you know, they planted this church a few years ago. And they're like, Pastor Clover Pastor Clover is actually um, my girlfriend that came here and she was on the podcast. Um, and she's going to start her own podcast. Well, their church is now, they just announced they're going to two meetings, two services on Sunday morning. They're growing exponentially. Yeah. And so Jennifer and her husband, Jack, who used to come here and that are seeking to go into the ministry, mm -hmm. they go to the river, both of them, mm -hmm. the river uh, Tampa's school. Okay. So now they're plugged in to the river Fort Myers. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to get to see her, which I'm super oh, excited okay. about because I'm so happy that that's where they're going and getting yeah. ministerially wise, yeah. that is such a great place for them to plug in and they can do monumental things for uh pastor clover and her husband yeah, and they're awesome. just amazing people yeah, I love them. so um she's coming she's registered so we'll be looking for her you know who i'm talking about yeah, right yeah, yeah. Yep. i love her i do too like she is like such a great human being she really is and her husband was huge in getting us set up when we moved into this building like oh, wow. they're just okay. i'm just telling you like they're servants, yeah. and their hearts are so good. And I know when they actually step out and they do mm -hmm. ministry, yeah. because be of the seed they're sowing, mm -hmm. they're going to do so well. It's going to be, but they're of huge value. So Thursday night is me. Uh, Thursday morning is Magalis and breakfast. If you have not, what did you Friday morning. Thank you, Talia. Thank you, Talia. Friday morning is breakfast because I don't want people, uh, the, the caterer, uh, the restaurant that we're having. Um, so uh, Daryl's Barbecue. We only have a few slots left because breakfast is for 300 people and we only have 30 slots left, so register. Daryl's Barbecue is actually making breakfast for us. It's going to be um, chicken and waffles. Very nice. Homemade. And like, listen, we tasted it. It was like unbelievable. Chicken and waffles, potatoes, like everything is so fresh. Um, it's not like a big chain kind of thing because they're, um, they're a mom and pop. I love it. So, um, but I will tell you, like, I stole this idea from um, Adalis and Magalis from theirs because they did Cracker Barrel. And even though Cracker Barrel is a big chain, I love Cracker Barrel. And they killed it. They did a great job. Yeah. But we went with a mom and pop because we were able to around here. So they are doing um, fresh hash browns potatoes they have um they have us um bre breakfast burritos isn't it it's wrap it's a wrap i'm talking to tell you uh so it's three different kinds of breakfast wraps fruit eggs and bacon i already said potatoes yep 
So it's going to be a great meal. I might be missing something. If I am, it's okay. Whatever. So um, breakfast, then uh, Magalas will be speaking, and then Friday night, uh, Pastor Odalis will be here, and that's when the big crowd's coming. That's when the big guns are coming in because that's when we have a lot of people showing up um, uh, like from Fort Myers and stuff like that. So it's going to be a great time. But I am, again, nine people short, number 500. I have to make sure we tell. Can somebody text Heather and be telling her to watch for number 500? Thank, Thank you. you, Talia, because I, I want to make sure. And it ain't going to be no chintzy-wincy gift. This is going to be good. It's going to be a good gift. So, um, and I'm not... I'm not talking like a gift basket. I mean, I'm going to make sure it's good. So, like a cheap old gift basket. No, I, we, we don't do nothing cheap, but it's going to be a nice gift. Uh, what else do I have? Just that they can watch it here Ooh. on Thursday. And po- we're posting about it, too. We posted on Foundation Church already, but we're also in the comments, and people are asking where they can okay, watch so it Okay, can you live. put yourself on, please? Yes, I can. Thank you. Welcome. She went, she did the gym today, so she braided her hair so it can be a nice and curly for tomorrow. You got it. Uh huh. I, I know. know. I know what I'm doing. Uh-huh. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> she likes, her husband loves it when it's nice and he, wavy and curly. He does. He likes this too. He's like, this is basketball, Tracy. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is like crazy, Tracy. So mm-hmm. you'll see fluffy hair. Fluffy yeah. hair. So on Thursday, we'll be live here on the Hope Hotline Facebook, on Rumble, and on YouTube. And is it on only on the Hope Hotline? Only Hope Hotline. Hope exactly. Hotline Rumble. Rumble. Hope Hotline Facebook. Exactly. Hope Hotline. So YouTube. it's all, because my husband has his podcast. Right, right. So he's taking over all of the platforms for the mm-hmm. church and for himself. Yeah. Rude. Which, if he wasn't so hot, <laughs> I might not be okay with it. Oh, yeah. But look at the man. And he broke numbers last night. He, yeah. Tell if him. you watch the podcast, he was like a... Uh, 35, 40 shy of a thousand last so night. Good. So, so ching we've been praying over that. It's yep. So good. Um, so, so he's gonna he's gonna be on all the platforms right. Thursday night. Mm-hmm. But after that, right. So wait a minute. So black robe, you can go on black robe and watch the conference. Yes. Because we have our own, you have to click on the Hope Hotline, all the platforms. So Hope Hotline platform on YouTube, you'll have to go to the Hope Hotline platform, Rumble, Hope Hotline platform. So if you follow Foundation and Pastor Tom's TLP, make sure you go to our platform, the Hope okay. Hotline. And the ladies' conference will be there for Thursday specifically. Because okay. he's live Thursday night. And then the rest of the time. Friday and Saturday. I'm not going to be on Hope Hotline anymore. It'll just be Foundation Church, correct? I don't know. I think we can cross-reference. Like, that's what so, we do for this. So, okay. So, try both or whatever. But yeah, definitely yeah. Foundation Church. Well, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Exactly. So, you can watch the rest of the conference from the Foundation Church and maybe Hope Hotline. Yeah. Maybe. But definitely go to Foundation Church and you'll find us there. Yes. You got it. Which would be great. Yeah. And uh, what else? Um, well, you want to tell them just real quick again what Friday, Thursday, Friday, uh, Saturday looks like? I think I good? did. Okay. But I didn't tell them what times. You okay. look it up. But make sure, did you, did you put the little thingy ups for them to register? Yeah, I did. I'll do it again now real quick. So register, go to events. Please make sure that you do breakfast and the conference separate because you're not going to come to the, get to the breakfast. If I have over 300 people, there's only 300 seats. So I'm not going to be able to um, fit you in, which I don't want to do that to people. But 
register for both and use that QR code if you want, or just go to the foundationchurchfl.com, click events, and go to the beloved A New You. Yeah. So we're good at that. I, I am so dang excited. Listen, too. I'm not kidding you. I was telling Tracy on my way to, this happened twice today already. I'm a hot mess. I ain't going to lie to you. I am, we're, we've all been fasting. Tomorrow breaks our fast at six o'clock tomorrow night, which I don't even know if I'll be able to eat because I'm speaking first or whatever. It doesn't matter. So like we've been fasting for 21 days, six to six. And um, I was on my way to the gym this morning and I'm singing, I'm listening to Throne Room, which is one of the songs that will be played um, at the conference. And I am ugly crying the whole entire way to the gym. Like, snot, and I'm wiping tears away, and I'm worshiping. the. I, I look like a freak. <laughs> I look like a, a flipping freak. I get to the church here to get to before the podcast, you know, had to about two hours ago. Again, I'm sitting in the car listening. I'm a, I'm a mess. I'm just like the Holy Spirit is like just... You are ready. Prime. And then I started going over my message Mm -hmm. and I get to this one part and I'm like, am I going to even be able to speak about this without bawling my brains out? (laughs) I don't know. I'm a mush. I'm a pile of mush right now. Yeah. Like I could almost cry right now. Go for it. The Holy Spirit is like super thick. So I'm really excited. Me too. I can't wait. Very excited. There's been lots of people who've been fasting and praying about Mm. this weekend. I think it's going to be huge for very for a lot of reasons mm-hmm. um and i think just come expecting because yeah. it's going to be probably better than you thought and it, it's going to be better than last year and last year is pretty dang great mm-hmm. but the place looks amazing yeah monte yeah it looks right. amazing heather and Rexanne have knocked it out of the park trish too because yeah. trish has been helping trish and their teams um Rexanne's team and stuff like that have mm-hmm. done a great job um, getting the place ready. You're going to love it when you see it. Totally d- looks different. And that's it. I think I've wasted 15 minutes talking about, but it's not that's wasted because I need, I need uh, nine more people to sign up. Let's go. Hey, listen, tell Heather to be watching and tell us if the... To she's the, watching. She's watching? She's watching this and she... Beautiful. Audio text there. Tell us when the number 500, I'll announce who it is. Okay. Well, I might not announce their last name because I might yeah. not like that. Yeah. So, All right, let's go to the first question. Um, now here's the thing. This first question was sent to me last week. And the reason I'm actually answering it ahead of other ones is because it's time sensitive. Um, uh, normally like some people have to wait a month for me to get to their question. In this case, this one's only week. So when you hear your aunt, their question, or do you hear your question right now? And I give you the answer. If you ever in the future send me something and it takes me a month to get to it, only know that it's because it's time sensitive. Normally, it is way longer than this for me to get to your question. So here we go. My husband and I are um, a saved 27 and 29-year-old married for two years and have two young babies together. This past year, my husband has fallen alarmingly away from the Lord, and it shows in all aspects of his life. He will not attend church, gets caught in lies, has awful language, lacks compassion and empathy for myself and anyone around him, and he overall is no longer serving God. We also have not been intimate in almost two years since we first got married, which leads me to believe there there is some form of adultery, although he hasn't been caught and denies it. 
I feel like after fervent prayer and exhausting all avenues, I can no longer submit to him and as he is not submitting unto the Lord. However, I want to make sure I am doing what's biblical and not just what I feel. I've stuck around this past year praying the Lord would change his heart again and bring him back to his godly self to lead our family, but that's not happening and ultimately has to be a choice. Am I warranted biblically to divorce him or is this something God intends for me to endure? So I've answered questions like this before in the past and um, the it is very, very clear that unless adultery is in play, you absolutely cannot get a divorce. Um, I understand that his behavior is is nothing that you're used to in the last two years. Um, you're, you're like the man that you fell in love with is no longer the man that exists, and that's very, very difficult. Also, um, the lack of intimacy and things like that, his behavior, his anger, all those things, um, that makes it even more difficult to stay around. Um, but I can promise you this, unless he's committing physical adultery, you biblically cannot divorce him unless you, um, the, the Bible says that you can't divorce him unless for that, for that reason. I mean, Jesus was was very clear about that. What I would say to you is this. It does sound like to me, in all honesty, if he hasn't been intimate with you for two years and you're both very young, it does sound like something is going on. <clears throat> Probably pornography is one of the things, but and it, the Bible does say lust of the eye is the same as lust of the flesh. But... Personally, myself, I wouldn't trust that to be your venue to get a divorce. Physical activity, physical intimacy with somebody else, physical adultery is something that I would stand on. If it was me in this situation and you haven't caught him, I would do everything in my power to catch him. And that sounds crazy, but... I mean, I would not go, I mean, I would not be remiss in having a friend or something that he would, he may not know, be maybe a willing volunteer or something like that to see where he's going. Like, what is he doing? What does he do throughout his day? Um, <clears throat> find out if there's places he's, he's, he's going, if he's going to um, another house or an apartment or something like that that you don't know about, um, then find out who lives there. I mean, there are ways. There's always ways to find out what's going on. And you can only deny something for so long when evidence starts piling up. So um, I've been cheated on, and I'm just telling you, no, not by Tom, um, and not since I was a Christian, but I have had a past relationship where the person cheated on me like crazy, okay? Uh, they always deny it. There's always a fight that occurs so that they can leave the house. There's a lot of anger always involved. Um, and, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to disclose or anything, but about being cheated on. Logan, have you ever been cheated on? Or are you comfortable answering that question? Um, I have been a cheater. 
Oh, you have and you cheat her. Okay, so this is good. Yeah. This is good to know because here's the thing. It actually gives insight to what a person's thinking. Mm -hmm. Like I was a dog back in the day, not like out there, but I never committed to anybody because I didn't want to. After I had been hurt, I was like, I'll never, I wasn't going and sleeping around, but I wasn't like, I was not saying to a guy, I would just be, I'm just going to hang out or I'm just going to be with you. I didn't even ever commit. I always dated. So I don't know the pro thought processes behind how do you, how do you cheat? What may, what's the vein of getting out? I mean, this person might need to know. I mean, you're a girl, but it's still the same. Like the, the signs of a cheater. Do you know what I'm saying? And then if anything that she says is like hot points for you, what you need to do is do what I said, figure out a way to find out if he is legitimately cheating and then you're free to go. But you can't do that until you, and there are ways to find out like phone mm -hmm. and like yeah. you can figure this out, but go ahead. Cause I would love to hear I, your insight. Well, full disclosure. It was never on my husband. Oh yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I didn't think so. Yeah. So, I didn't think final. so. Uh, never on Chris, but, um, Prior, I just enjoyed kind of the juggle and the risk because I never lived with any of them and the attention was always nice. So yeah. um, I would look for phones um, face down. Um, there are certain phone apps that I never use, but I know are very popular. Um, what would husband, they be? Do you know the names of them? Or could she look them up to find them? Absolutely. Yeah, there's different. What are the, what the phone app would be like, like if you're going to look up a phone app, what oh would gosh. you use? Cheaters phone app? Or I mean, like, how do you look it up? There's so many. My, uh, yeah, because yeah, I was so married many. before. And yeah. And there was adultery. And I like if you love the Lord, if she loves the Lord and she's being pure, he's going to show her. Yeah, 100%, I agree. Hundred percent, because it happened to me. Your and instincts I, always tell you and the it's truth. Just, it's just it ends up in your face. I saw multiple things that had happened, and I almost thought my mind was tricking me. But one of the things was a phone, and it was a game, and they were chatting through the game. I was going to say there's a calculator. There's a calculator where you can hide stuff, photos, and all that what? stuff. What? And it says wait a minute, calculator. Wait a minute. So you can have a calculator. It looks like a calculator uh, on your phone. Yes. And that phone actually, Talia's saying yes, as if Talia knows. Yeah. How in the world do you know? Go on TikTok and find <laughs> out. So calculator, you only need one. If you have an iPhone, you don't need two. Yeah, right, um, correct. I mean, the obvious ones like Tinder and Snapchat, um, Bumble, anything like, any dating yeah. app, that's a huge red flag. But I even never if she thought has, about those. If he has a code on his phone that she can't have access to. That's always that's, a bad sign. That is the first sign. Bringing it oh. into the bathroom Bringing with it, you. Yeah, yes. Um, hiding it under your pillow at night. Yep. Um, constantly deleting like your iWatch messages. Um, now Apple's, Apple's a double-edged sword. Yeah. So if you have access to their iMessages on a laptop. A laptop, right? That's a great way to catch somebody. <gasps> yeah. That when is a really great idea. Is, or when their iWatch is charging and they're in the shower, you can scroll through those. Or if there's a code on it, there's another yeah. uh, warning <laughs> yep. sign. Yeah. So and there's no, like, now I know there's ways to break the code because that was my previous job. That's, <laughs> I, I help train yeah. people on how to break into phones. Yeah.
I didn't personally train people. <laughs> I worked with the people who helped train, but I said it. So for law enforcement <laughs> and stuff. So like there's ways to break into a phone, but mm-hmm. that's expensive. Yeah, it, Unless it, you know it, a cop, but then they are not even allowed to use that but device. God, for, will, sh- God, will, God will show, show you 100 per- but you have <clears throat> to be pure too. Like if you're doing things, not cheating, but if you're right. doing things, God's not going to honor that. So you're just getting like two years. Like there's probably been things that you're oh. either missing or you are in denial about. Oh yeah. Um, two years of no sexual contact with a 29 like, year old. No, so not good. Ain't going to happen. I wanted to say was if you insert yourself, if you can try to initiate sex at some point and it is different, there's your sign. Mm. What do you mean it, it's, it, mm-hmm. that it's different? Um, that I don't understand. Whenever you explore sex with different people, you're introduced to different styles, different things. And if you're envisioning another person while you're sleeping with your husband, it could seem more intense or vice versa. So if he's having sex with his wife and envisioning another woman, it could just be different. It could feel completely different. Like their their mind is somewhere else. Does it's, that make sense? Yeah. And even like if you're watching porn, like wow. you start doing different things because you've seen different things. So like I yeah she's a hundred percent right one hundred percent right. See, I'm learning something new myself. That's interesting. But if she's gonna, if she already wants to divorce him, you might as well go to these levels. Yeah. To figure it out. But never entrapment. I yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't make a fake profile to trick him. That's lying. Oh no 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 no! I wouldn't do like any that, of that either. That, yeah. That sets no, him up. I wouldn't do that either. Right. But 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 I would absolutely, and I'm not kidding you. Uh, literally would find somebody who will follow him yeah. bank statements are great credit everything card statements yeah are great. yeah exactly are yeah but are, if they have a separate credit card you might not know about it those you know what i'm saying there's a the wallet when they're in the shower if there's a new credit card oh yeah that's or if true there's cash a lot of cash right um charges to like venmo cash app you know things that aren't actual <sighs> locations Man, conniving and schemers. Mm-hmm. Holy mackinoli. I was going to say. And the, <laughs> oh, and that's true. She was a cop. Over here. That I have to- <laughs> right, right. That's true. She knows. Wowzers. Okay, I knew I was, like, I literally in my, my head, I'm like, I'm going to ask you guys because I'm like, <laughs> they might know. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yes. But. What were you going to say, um, but? No, I'm, but I'm like, because it happens, here I am today. I oh, I know. I, you know what I mean? Like what the enemy meant for evil, God totally turned for good. So, uh, yeah, it's, and, and that's for her too. Like, oh yeah. If you honor God, like I said, I wasn't going to ever get a divorce. Even when I found out this, like I, I even said, like, we have two children. We have the same situation. I said, I made a vow to you for better or worse. And this is worse. And yeah. so let's do what we can to see if we can even make this work. And he was like, no. So there was another verse that I was wondering what you thought about. It's uh, 1 Corinthians 7 is the chapter and it's principles for marriage. And it says on verse 15, but if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you. So I was curious your thought on that. So yeah, there's, and there's things about divorce that people don't understand, like, even with like um, 
there's abandonment, mm-hmm. which is talked about in Deuteronomy. If he abandons her or right. if he leaves her, right. it's totally different. Okay. doesn't sound like that's what he's doing. Right. He's just making her life miserable. Right. 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 If he leaves and he's the one that files for divorce, because in the Bible it says back in biblical times, women could never leave the man. Right. The man was the only one allowed to file for divorce. Right. Yep. That's nuts. Yeah. But it's true. But it was, yeah. And, and also... Um, Like back in biblical times, men would like find any reason to divorce a woman if he didn't like how she cooked her meal, the meal, if it would, you know, if he burnt, she burned it or if he didn't, if he was like, I don't like how you look anymore. Like women were possessions. Mm-hmm. They really weren't uh, held of any value. Like today we're, we're valued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, men could just toss you aside. And when it talks about that, a woman, there's a scripture that talks about how um, if if a man divorces a wife and she marries another mm-hmm. and she commits adultery, that's not what that means, actually. Mm-hmm. That means that um, if he filed for divorce but he didn't give papers to her oh. and he still kept kept her and then was with another woman oh. and married to another woman, then she commits adultery. Um, Cause you had to file for a, you had to file for divorce. And what was happening is, is they weren't filing for, for divorce. They were just going and finding a new woman, marrying her. And then you had this other woman on, on the side and mm-hmm. she's left that to her own demise. Sense. She can't do anything because she couldn't file for divorce because women weren't allowed to file for divorce. Yeah. Only men. So basically that's what you're making this woman commit adultery because you won't release her. So you have to file the paperwork. That's why when people say you can get married without, you can go and get married like without the, the judge or the the pastor or whatever, Mm -hmm. like people literally go to the mountains and tie the knot or (laughs) they, they have their vows that they share between the two of them with no one present. And, and they considered themselves legally married. Mm-hmm. You're not legally married. Mm-hmm. Even in biblical times, they had to. Joseph was going to divorce Mary. He had to file paperwork. Yeah. They had never consummated. They had never had a ceremony. Right. But back in biblical times, when you asked a woman to be your wife, a whole year would pass, pass while you were trying to get the room and everything ready um, and the addition onto your dad's mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. So, like, once you said, I want you to be my wife, you were considered legally married. And so even though there had been no ceremony between Joseph and Mary, and they were not legally bound in a way um, like we are today, he would have still had to file for divorce. He had to file paperwork uh, against her because he had made, a, 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 you know, gone to, the, to her parents and said, she's going to be my wife. Yeah. So you have to, like, there's legalities. Yeah. They had them back then, so we must have them today. If you are married and you did it without legal paperwork, without filing a certificate of marriage with the, the county courthouse or whatever, you're not married. It's not facts. And it doesn't have to be under the eyes of God. If you went to the courthouse, got married by a judge or a notary or whatever, you're legally married. Mm-hmm. There's legal documentation that says you are bound to this person. There is a commitment, a covenant between the two of you. And if that's the case, 
you have to file divorce paperwork. Mm -hmm. If you didn't do it that way, there's no divorce paperwork. So you're not legally married. Right. Yeah. In the eyes of yeah. God. Mm -hmm. Because, again, they had to do it then. So I would just say, do everything you can to find out if he's cheating. The odds are <clears throat> he has in the past, he might be doing it now, or he might be thinking of the future. Something's going on, though. Says ain't no 29-year-old. Not getting busy with something. Yeah. Do a heart check. <clears throat> what do you mean, do a heart check? If you are 29 and you have had two kids and... She's 27, he's 27. 29. Okay, if you're yep. 27, you've had two kids, you've let yourself go a little bit, and you are not putting forth the effort to, like, just check your own heart. Um, see if there's anything that you are not doing anymore. If you are not um, initiating sex, like, don't throw it all on him. Definitely reflect. But also, if you know me, come find me. I'll help you. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I we have a lot you. of ladies that'll go and ride in a car and hunt him down like a dog. No, I'm just kidding. I got nothing to do till uh, <laughs> this baby comes. So just give me a call. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know don't who this is. So go to Logan. Yeah, you can email us. That's all I'm going to say. Um, let me send go us. to Logan. She can, she can you hook you up. You can just ask levels. Hope at HopeHotline.com. Just send an email. I'll get you hooked up. Oh, my gosh. Dear, <laughs> dear Lord's of mercy. Yeah. That's something else. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that is true, uh, Logan. But here's the thing. They were together before. Yeah. And in the last two years, and I don't know how old the kids are. They might have had the kids prior to being married or whatever like that because they are young. It's been in within the last two years. But, listen, pregnancy has a way of adjusting things throughout the body. His body does not look exactly the same after you have children. That's a fact. It's a fact. And it can, I mean, we can do our part to make sure that we, on the physical side, because men are visual creatures. It is our responsibility to make sure that we are visually appealing to our spouse. So again, like, true, Logan, are you doing your part? But at the end of the day, let me just make it very clear. Yes. There is no reason no justified reason to treat somebody poorly and on top of that not because the bible tells tells us we are not to abstain sexually from each other so women can't abstain sex from their husband to make them pay for not doing the dishes or whatever do you know what i'm saying and men cannot do the same to a woman we are to not forsake each other and if that's happening, he is wrong. But Logan has a very good point. Make sure you're doing your part to be appealing. Like my mom, I love this about my mom. It really taught me something. And then we'll move to the next question. My, my mom and dad had kids very, very young. Um, like my mom didn't even graduate. She was like, six months from graduating high school and she ran off and married my dad because he was in the military so common back then right mm -hmm. that's yeah. a lot mm -hmm. of girls didn't finish high mm -hmm. school because they fell in love and their husbands were in the military whatever whatever mm -hmm. she ended up finishing her high school and stuff like that but it was many many years later so um but one thing my mom and my mom literally got pregnant like right away and um so 
One thing, I, my mom always stayed home with us until I was in the fourth grade. And then she went and she worked, um, her and my dad actually worked at a job together. But when she stayed home, one of the things that I remember her doing, and listen, we lived in Florida with no AC. All we had is those jealousy windows, which like hot as tar, people. I don't care about climate change. You, you live in the middle of Florida? You ain't seen climate change, okay? Hot as crap. There ain't no airflow. And I don't care how far you can open those slats to those windows. You're not, you're dying. That's all there is to it. In the midst of the summer heat, my mother would, before my dad got home, every day, with us ragamuffins going all over the place, driving her nuts, she would make sure that before my dad came home, uh, she would change her outfit. She would change her outfit. Uh, you know, I don't know if she took a shower all the time, but probably did because it was so fl flipping hot. But uh, she always, her hair was done. Her, if she, if she felt like she needed to put makeup on, she put the makeup on and her, she always looked cute. So when my dad came home from work, she was cute. And she was not the way she looked all day with us. I think that's super important. I remember that to, to this day. Like, I have not lived up to that for Tom, but I'm just saying, I think about that and I realized you have to care about your parents. Men are totally visual beings. Like, and they married us a certain way. And we married them a certain way. So it flips both ways, right? Yeah. Right. But I married Tom way fatter than what he is right now. So, like, he's got no leg to stand on. I mean, I have no leg to stand on because he's a biggin' when I married him. So anytime he loses weight, whatever. But he married me, like, 98 pounds. This girl ain't 98 pounds. And I'm never going to go back to 98 pounds because that was too skinny. But I'm just saying, like, we need to make sure that – we're beautiful for them. Mm -hmm. They married us because we were eye candy to them. Keep being yeah. eye candy. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, all okay. right, let's move on. Okay. All right, next question. Forgiving yourself. Scripture talks about forgiving others in Matthew 6, 14, Matthew 18, 21, Luke 6, 37, Colossians 3, 13, and Ephesians 4, 32. So I'm going to read these scriptures to you. And then, so Matthew six fourteen says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Matthew eighteen twenty one says, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Up to seven times. Luke six thirty seven says, Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Colossians 3.13 says, Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Ephesians 4.32 says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So I'm going to just tell you. Okay, so I, the scriptures, there are none. I looked that say that you must forgive yourself. But let's face it. You can't love somebody unless you love yourself, right? And that doesn't mean in a prideful way. But the truth is, is God created us. We're his temple. We have to love what he created. 
We are made in his image, and it doesn't matter what you've done um, in your past, uh, how far you think you can go and not be forgiven. Forgiveness as far as from the east is to the west. There is absolutely nothing that we can do that God will not forgive us for. Not one thing. Um, if and, and some people go, no, I apostatize. Okay, I'm just telling you, if you did the great apostasy uh, and, or, and, and you feel like there's you've gone too far, or you blaspheme the Holy Spirit and all this other stuff. Listen, if you care, then you didn't do it. Because people who've done that, they don't want to be saved. They don't want to have anything to do with the Holy Spirit. They don't want reconciliation. It's not their goal. Okay, so you can't, you, you haven't done any of those things. I can promise you. Otherwise, you wouldn't care. Um, even people who are atheists, uh, people who have wanted nothing to do with God and have said the most harshest and unkind things, and then they get saved. God looks at the heart. He really knows if you mean what you say or if you're just being an idiot, right? All of us have been idiots. I have said things um, that were not the smartest of things to, to say when I wasn't saved, okay? But none of them, not a one of them, do I feel it or have felt ever will keep me out of the kingdom of heaven. His forgiveness is far exceeding and his uh, restoration and, and, and reconciliation with him is way more his mercy. Like if you look at his mercy, it's crazy. If you look at the Old Testament mercy to the New Covenant mercy, you'd sit there and go, I'm good. I don't have to worry about anything. Forgiving yourself, and maybe, maybe this question is, is just because you want to know about forgiveness for oneself and like, because there's nothing that's said about it and you're just curious about that. Or you're a person that has a very tough time. You have no problem forgiving others, but maybe you're not able to forgive yourself. I'm going to tell you the greatest example of someone that needed forgiveness and received it was Paul. Paul persecuted Christians. He beat them. He jailed them. He murdered them. He, when Stephen was murdered, um, the deacon, the first martyr, Stephen, when he was murdered, the very person that was holding the coats of the people stoning him was Paul. Paul was the one that initiated, if you will. So um, Paul was on a mission to kill Christians because he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. And so he didn't believe in Jesus until he had the Damascus Road experience in which Jesus came to him and said, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? Through that whole process and through being blind, being taken to the ground, having to have uh, the two men that were with him, which one uh, is believed to be Luke, um, having to um, be taken to, uh, to a place blind, wait for three days, eat nothing, and on the third day have a messenger from, from the Lord come and, re and restore your vision, that'll make you wake up. But then you sit there and go, okay, now, you, Lord, you've told me not to persecute you. You've told me you have a ministry for me. How do I forgive myself for all the lives that I've taken or all the people who are currently in prison because of me um, or the people that I've tortured and all these different things made their lives miserable? Um, what do I do about that? First Timothy 1, 
uh, 15 through 17 says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. However, for this reason I obtained mercy. And this is Paul. That in me, first Jesus Christ might show all long-suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe in him for everlasting life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Let's look at Galatians 5.1. It says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and you not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Okay, so I'm telling you right now, if Paul can write to Timothy and then to the people of Galatia and tell them who he is in Christ, he is free. And then he says, don't be again entangled by a yoke of bondage. If you don't forgive yourself, all you, do, all you are doing is walking in bondage. And we are told not to do that. If Paul can be forgiven and then forgive himself, then you can forgive yourself. I am sure there's probably, I'm sure you didn't murder multiple Christians <laughs> or had them thrown into prison. I mean, those things are pretty tough. There are things you probably say, but he did that, but I did this. All of it's forgivable. There's not one thing, there is not one distance that you can go that's too far for, for what Jesus did on that cross for you. There's not one thing. I'm just telling you, walk in freedom. Because, and as long, and I, and I think about this right now, but as long as you, potentially, if this is you, as long as you uh, don't forgive yourself, you are the devil's play toy because he is distracting you and keeping you from doing all that he ha God has for you. If he can distract you with being so bound up with guilt, condemnation, which means rendered useless, you are rendered useless. As long as you condemn yourself and you don't take the forgiveness that is being provided to you, you'll do nothing. And there's nothing better that the devil loves is somebody who's ineffective because we are to preach the gospel, win souls for, for the Lord, and then disciple them so that they can do, in turn, the same thing. So as long as you don't forgive yourself, you're ineffective for him. And really, that's great for the devil, but it ain't great for Jesus. So get over yourself. Get over... Um, not forgiving yourself, move on, enjoy life, take what was done on the cross for yourself, and then go start winning the lost. Go start discipling believers um, and have a great life because, man, feeling condemned or feeling like you don't, you don't amount like, is pretty rough. That's no way to live. No way to live at all. So, But I will tell you, when I got my life right with God, that was one of the toughest things I had to deal with. When I got my, right, my life right, and I admitted and looked in the mirror and said, this is all your fault, like everything that happened to you, look, look in the mirror, it's all you. You can, blame, you can try and blame anybody you want to, but it's all you. You made the decisions, you did the deeds, it's all on you. I, would, I remember telling my parents, I'd be like, how do I forgive myself? Like I can forgive lots of people, but it's me. How do I forgive me? But I'm just telling you, it was the best day of my life when I did because that's no way to live.
it's no way to live and it's very freeing and man joy comes the joy just comes mm-hmm. so what does the bible say about corrupt governments i read that we must submit to it that makes no sense to me it makes no sense to you because you have a constitution and that supersedes our government so that's the reason why it makes no sense to you because you're a smart human being Otherwise, if you lived in another country, you don't, they don't have the Constitution, and they might have to submit to their government. We, as Americans, we can tell them to go pound sand, which is what we did at COVID. Mm-hmm. Go pound sand. We don't submit to your authority. You're not our governing authority. The Constitution is. Let's read Acts five twenty-seven through 29. It says, And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, and this is Peter, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? Now, these were his governing authorities. And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. Oh, oh my goodness. I think that supersedes Romans 13, which is what Every Christian, when every place closed, they justified themselves for closing. But Peter, I mean, we should slap his hands. He's, he's not a good neighbor, our community partner. Because he said to his governing authorities, along with the other apostles, we ought to obey God rather than men. It's so funny how we only stick to the, to the scriptures that fit our agenda. We didn't really want to stand up to people, not me. In general, Christians didn't want to stand up to people because they were too afraid. And it says the coward will not, in Revelations, it says the cowardly will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. So if you're cowardly, get a backbone because it's about to get worse before it gets better. We don't submit to anyone but God and his authority. And whatever God says, we do, just like Peter did. Romans 13 only applies to... Like, if you see the blue lights behind you and you're, you know, ran a, a stop sign or you were speeding. <laughs> Not hope. Lead foot here. <laughs> and you get pulled over. You submit to that authority. Um, that's not what, when the government says we're shutting down and you guys can't meet, um, uh, uh, you, you can't meet at your place of assembly, the church, that's... That's bull. I mean, that's the reason why we have America, to be perfectly honest with you. Our, our, our um, ancestors said, you know what? We want religious freedom. So we're not going to live here anymore. We're leaving England, and we're going to have religious freedom. So we're going to f- – they gave up their lives so that we could have religious freedom. So to come here – or to, to – uh, yeah, to come here – and sacrifice everything, and then when COVID comes, all of us go, all right, we'll not, we'll Zoom, we'll do the Zoom. What do we just do to all the things that these people did for us so that we have religious freedom? We just, it's just craziness to me. Well, Logan has something to say. I do. I know. <laughs> I can. She's like. I just want to say that Foundation Church has done a phenomenal job at being a basic training the past year for this moment because i i said it to a friend this morning i feel like we're gonna have another lockdown oh it's coming coming oh it's coming they're trying in october we Mm -hmm. have been prepping for 
being mm-hmm. the restraining and saying no and putting on the armor mm-hmm. of God. Like I'm ready. And I talked yeah. to Chris about it last night. Whatever you got to do, God's got us. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So we are. That's excited. the thing. What people mm-hmm. don't realize, which is a great word that you used, Logan. We are the restraining. Mm-hmm. As long as we restrain the evil that's going on in this world, then it doesn't happen. It's when we cave to it and we say, okay, we'll do what you say. Mm-hmm. The restraining is gone and it is over. Yep. It is over. But the word is clear. As long as there are people that are saying, no way, not on my watch, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And people need to rise up. Yeah. It's coming again. Yep. They need to rise up. There's some fishy, scandalous nonsense going on right now. And people aren't falling for it like they did COVID. There's some, like everybody was like, with COVID, I don't believe in conspiracy theories. Well, like if a normal vaccine takes like 18 years and this one didn't take 18 months, then that's not a conspiracy theory. (laughs) That's stupid. (laughs) Okay. But even so, like Maui, now people are like, this don't sound right. Mm -hmm. This thing with Maui, this don't look right. This don't sound right. The farm's being uh, bought up and and cows farting. So that's going to create climate change. People aren't buying it. They want us to eat bugs. Not going to do it. I mean, it's just crazy to me how people are like, maybe these aren't conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. Maybe... I was never a conspiracy theorist at all, but now all of the ones that they were saying were conspiracy, now I'm starting to go, that might have been true, because everything else is true. Exactly. So, Romans 13, 1 through 3 says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. We fall under God. What God says, we do. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. If you break the law, you're going to jail. Okay, that's what that's referring to. You can't steal. Like all of the looting that's going on, you have to obey the law of the land. And it says, do not steal. Like, it also says in the state of Florida to not, that you're breaking the law if you wear a mask. A lot of people wore masks. Yep. That's a governing authority. That's a rule of law. No one should have had a mask on. I didn't wear a mask. Guess why? Because I don't break the law. I don't know. <laughs> For rulers are not a terror to, God, uh, to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. So basically that is don't break the laws of the land. There was no law that says that we must mask. There was no law that that said that we had to vaccinate. And even if there was, I would not have done it because that's not what I go by. I go by the Constitution, and the Constitution says that the church has a right to assemble. And I'm going to take that. The Constitution exceeds all of that nonsense. I'm going to take it. That's the way it goes. And anybody else who doesn't, you're not the restraining. And whatever will be, will be for you. Que sera, sera. I don't play by that. Okay. So those scriptures are not conflicting. But I'm going to tell you, because when you break down the, the scripture, Romans 31, 1 through 3, or 13, 1 through 3, this is very interesting. 
So there's not, it's not conflicting what Peter said and then what Romans or Peter, what Paul said in Romans. It's not conflicting. So when it says be subject to, it's, it's a significant theme. The governing authorities is the civil rulers, all of whom were probably pagans at the time Paul was writing. Christians may have been tempted not to submit to them out of loyalty to Christ. But Paul is encouraging Christians to be good citizens as long as it doesn't conflict with their allegiance to Christ. That's what the scripture in breaking down is breaking down when you read verse 1. It has nothing to do, not one thing to do with caving to COVID and things like that, climate change. It's got nothing to do with that. If it goes against your allegiance to Jesus Christ, which all of that did, you don't do it. 13.3 says, but that's, people don't break down the scriptures. They just read the Bible instead of breaking it down and finding out what it exactly says. It says, do what is right and you will be commended. Paul is not stating that this will always be true, but is describing the proper ideal function of rulers. When civil rulers overstep their proper function, the Christian is to obey God rather than the human authorities. That's what the Bible says. That's what the, what, when you break down the words, Greek, Hebrew, and you study it out, that came from the study Bible part, portion of the Bible. But nobody did that. They just read it verbatim without studying it out, and then they just succumbed. It was way easier. They kind of like, it was easier to just read that out and say, you know what, we're going to just do that. Because then they look like, again, good neighbors and part of community partners. They were going to face nothing like what this church faced, which was hate. Um, well, like people wanted to kill us. Like literally people were wanting acts of violence to come out against us. People were wishing us dead. I mean, it was, it was pretty crazy. Some of the things that were being said, the place that we were renting at the time, they were calling our landlord and trying to pressure them to shut us down. I found that out like, like almost a year later, but she said, yeah, they, I was getting phone calls that were angry and, and, and quite, she was concerned about her, her, yeah. violence against herself, you know, and the building. Yeah. But she was like, I didn't feel right about closing you down. That's where when you pray over, if we didn't own the place, so we prayed over our landlords and we asked for favor with them all the time. That's where mm-hmm. that comes in, mm-hmm. having favor with them. So don't read the Bible, study the Bible. That's all I can say. I say it all the time. It's the most important thing that you can do. Don't just read it. Study it. Um, Let me see. Oh, this is one note that I wanted. I wanted to make sure I hit all my notes. So this is what I thought was hilarious, especially with all the Romans 13 people. Mm -hmm. I I literally am so glad nobody came to me face to face and said, well, what about, what about Romans 13? I would have, I might have physically hurt them. (laughs) I mean, I got so sick of hearing, well, what, what about Romans 13? I, I got so sick of that. And, or you're wrong because Romans 13 tells us. I, I got so mm-hmm. sick of hearing that mm-hmm. nonsense mm-hmm. Um, because they were ignorant. But these are the very same people that if you would have asked them six months prior to give money 
for Bibles to go to China, mm -hmm. they would have given you at least a dollar. But in China, they don't have a constitution. So the very missionaries that we would have been sending the Bibles to, the underground missionaries, would have been breaking the law, which yep. they don't have a constitution. Right. They would have been breaking the law. They would have been supporting them in breaking the law yep. and helping them potentially to be murdered, killed, or put in prison. And they were okay with that. Totally okay with that. But with COVID, can't do it. And you know why that is? Because as long as it's someone else doing it, going against the grain, they're okay with it because they're not the one at risk. But with COVID, people had to put themselves out there. And people would, you know, get yell at them, potentially, if they weren't wearing a mask, if they weren't six-foot distancing. They were going to get uh, – their coworkers were going to get teed off at them. Uh, their, their environment that they were going to be could be very volatile or harsh. And let's not disrupt our lifestyle to stand up for truth. Can't do that. But we'll let somebody else do that. And we'll support them in that. It's, it's crap, people. That's all I'm going to say about that. It's ignorance, stupidity, frustrating, and crap. That's all I got to say. Now let's win some people to Jesus. I like your ring. Are you not able to wear your wedding bands anymore, Logan? No. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, show everybody your tummy. That do, so people can see it that don't come, don't come to the church. Stand up, Logan, really quick. Logan's, Logan's blowing up like a, a balloon. Come on, girl, stand up. Show him your belly. Show him your belly. It looks like a paper mache. You know how you put a balloon in a paper mache? Back up. That's what it looks like. So She's getting cute. bigger. So She's getting bigger. Baby in there. I love baby. it. It's just the beginning. Prayed that baby in. Yep. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I invite you to do that right now. If you've walked away and you need to get your life right, today's your day. Just say this prayer with me right now. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. I thank you for what you did on that cross. I thank you for the forgiveness of sin. I repent of my sin. I will live for you. I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Use me, mold me, make me into the person that you've called me to be. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. We will see you tomorrow night. Hey, listen, I'm doing the podcast on Friday. It doesn't matter that there's a conference going on. I'm doing it. All right. We'll be did here. Did you not know that I'm doing it? I did. I just yeah, was like, well. I, told, I told you. Okay. I'm doing it. Um, so be here. We'll have some highlights from the conference. Okay. I'm going to make Tracy work real hard. Listen, We're going to have some highlights it. from the conference. Okay. Uh, if you can be here, be here. Listen, I don't care. Take Allegiant. Punta Gorda is oh right down gosh. the road. You can get a quick flight down <laughs> yeah. here. We have a Hampton Inn real close. True. Call Logan. She'll pick you up. There you go. Airport Don't service. call Logan. <laughs> no, you make your way. Make your way. Make, worth yeah, it. make your way down here. Be here. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great time. Lots of laughs. Lots of fun. We'll feed your face. Listen, Christians know how to eat. Yeah, and we're eating true. here every true. night, every morning. That's how we roll. So be here. And, and if you can't, well, tune in. Tomorrow night, everything's on Hope Hotline. Every last thing. 
and and then from that point on the rest of the the rest of the conference will be on the foundation church uh, media's sites and then i'll see you friday have a great day see you then bye <laughs>